You're listening to the Unveiling Mormonism podcast from PursueGod.org. Join pastors Ross Anderson and Brian Dwyer every Monday as they pull back the curtain on LDS history, culture, and theology. Find more resources to continue the conversation at PursueGod.org slash Mormonism. Okay, today on the podcast, we're joined once again by Bo and KD. Guys, we're in week number three of our Leaving Well series. We're talking about leaving Mormonism, but doing it the right way, not the wrong way. And we've talked so far about dealing with your emotions. We talked about last time about dealing with your questions, mainly doctrinal questions, those sorts of things. Today's topic is probably the hardest one because we're going to talk about how to communicate with your family about your exit. And I guess maybe, guys, let's start here. I think it's important for us to start here because there are all kinds of people listening to this podcast and probably at all different places on the spectrum. Why don't you start with like answering the question, why leave in the first place? Yeah, that's, I think that's the first question to ask yourself. Uh, why, why would you leave in the first place, right? I think the Mormon church has a great community. Uh, it provides a, a pretty, at least for me, provided a really solid upbringing for the most part. And, you know, a belief in eternal families, like why, why leave that? Uh, and obviously everybody has to ask themselves that question. Um, but ultimately, I think for, for Katie and myself, what we realized was that we needed to, to find Jesus. We needed to find the biblical Jesus. And um, for us, what we realized was that's not what was being taught um, in, in the church that we were brought up in. And so for us, it was, it was a, a motivation to, um, to find truth that led us to, uh, yeah, to decide to leave. So, um, but I think that's probably the first question for sure. And I, you know, we, we, we talked the past couple of weeks about, you know, emotions that come up and, um, you know, some of the, the doctrinal things that, that you believe and that, that you're raised in. And, and when you find out that, that those things are, um, false or, uh, you know, may, you find out maybe that they're not biblical, um, it creates a ton of questions. And, and I think some people can, can kind of spiral on that in a negative way. Um, so I think it's important that you that you answer that question for yourself, whoever's listening, and if you are thinking of leaving the the Mormon Church, the question really should be like, why why would I leave in the first place? Because I and Brian, you and I might differ on this point. I I uh, I don't know that I would recommend someone leave the Mormon Church if they don't know why. And, and the why for me is to find Jesus. And if if they're leaving um, for another reason, like I can totally understand that and, you know, support those individuals. But, but I think the, the most important thing here is um, to truly seek a relationship with God. And I think that's um, ultimately what we, you know, what we tried to do. I'm not saying that we did it the right way at all. I think, um, every, you know, it's a case-by-case thing. But I don't know. That's, that's my take. Yeah, I'm not one of these guys that just wants to get people to leave Mormonism. Not at all. I want people to know Jesus. And that's why I love your story so much, and I love that that's the emphasis of this whole series. I mean, if any, if people get anything from this series, listeners, I want you to hear this: it's that you should that leaving well means you're going to find Jesus. You want to find the biblical Jesus. That's really the. I, I think that's the bottom line when it comes to leaving well. And KD, I like what you said last week. You said, "Man, this really. I'm sure this really." Uh, imp- pressed people because they felt the same thing that for you in the Mormon church, family was an idol. 
which is why this topic is so hard. But when you love Jesus above everything else, Luke 14, 26 talks about this, then you can, you can have these hard conversations. Yeah, I think for sure, once you realize that, you know, you've, you've been maybe not following the Jesus of the Bible and you begin to seek out that Jesus, um, it's really, really difficult to go back. It was for me once you start to get to know the biblical Jesus and his call, um, there's, yeah, you just, sometimes you, it's not the truth and it can be really difficult to stay in Mormonism. And so I love Luke 14, 26. Um, it, it sounds pretty harsh when you read it at first. Um, it says, if you want to be my disciple, you must, by comparison, hate everyone else, your father and your mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. Um, I love that it says in the NLT version, it says, by comparison, hate everyone else. So Jesus is asking us to, you know, love him the most. And that's exactly what I was speaking to last week when I said that family had sort of become an idol for me. It was my eternal family. The idea of it was, you know, a little bit more important than finding the biblical Jesus. And when I realized that that's who I wanted to follow, to follow Jesus, um, you know, that be, that realization, God put it into my heart to be able to tell my, my mom without, I mean, I definitely was a little bit afraid to tell her, but it made the conversation a lot easier once I knew exactly who I was trying to follow and was able to explain that to her in a, in a way that I was hopeful that she would, you know, understand. And we, we kind of, we talked through this last week, but it, it's, it's interesting, right? Because it, it, when you're brought up Mormon or, you, you know, you're in the Mormon church, you feel like you're at risk of losing an eternal family. And what, what the Bible teaches is the exact opposite, right? When you, when you become a believer in Jesus Christ, you, you're adopted into God's family, right? So, so it's, it's not that Jesus wasn't uh, supportive of, of families. It's not that he's saying to hate your family. It's that, you know, if you find Jesus, love him above all else, like you'll, you'll be part of God's family. So, um, so anyway, that's, that's kind of like the, the why leave in the, per, the first place, mm-hmm. right? I, I think, um, it's to, to find Jesus. And, and then from there for, for us, it was, okay, we, we know what we got to do, right? We know that we're going to go find Jesus in a, in a Bible based church, okay, how in the world do we approach this conversation? Mm. Um, because we, we love, <laughs> we love our families. We, we don't want to offend them. Um, and, but we also want them to understand our perspective, uh, which is really tricky uh, to, because uh, again, our, our perspective is totally different from their perspective. Um, our, our perspective is, that the Mormon church is not true, but that the Bible is, which can be really confusing for a Mormon to hear because 
Mormons, like we talked about before, Mormons believe in the Bible with that asterisk as far as it is translated correctly. So, um, so for, for a Mormon to hear that, it can be kind of confusing. But Before we talk about how you approach the conversation, I think there's probably a question some people are asking out there, and it is, when do you approach the conversation? Like, are you doing this the next day? Are you doing this a week into investigating? Maybe answer that question in your own story, because I know for people who've heard your story, it was a journey, right? It was a, probably a seven or eight year journey, um, it, but it finally culminated to the point where you had to have a real conversation. So before we talk about how to approach the conversation, what wisdom would you give our listeners on like how soon to do it? Um, I think the cop-out answer would be case by case here, <laughs> but for, for us, uh, and, and yeah, for me, it was, it was an eight year journey of when I first started to really, really question. Um, and then, you know, buried those questions, set them aside, continue to serve my callings, et cetera, et cetera, for the next eight years. But, um, but once we, once we s- started studying the Bible more and came to the realization really that, um, that we both agreed uh, that we, we didn't believe in Joseph Smith or in the Book of Mormon, that when we came to an agreement, we, we made the decision to tell our family, to tell the bishop, to tell ward members that same, um, that same week. So um, it's, but it's not, it's not like we rushed into the decision. This had been coming for years. And, and look, for listeners, uh, I mean, Brian, I, I can't tell you how many people I talk to that, uh, you know, are in a position like this where they're like, hey, look, I, you know, uh, tell me how you did that because I'm in a similar boat, right? Like I'm kind of just going through the motions, but I don't really believe some of this stuff. So there's, there's a lot of people out there like that. Um, and that's, again, that's why I'm appearing on these podcasts so that we can reach these people and let and let these people know that, um, that you don't have to be in this limbo. Um, and, and I believe you really shouldn't be right. I I think Jesus has called us to, uh, to him and, and, and he's calling us to him and we need to, we need to answer the call. So once you've come to the realization that you really want to find the biblical Jesus and you really know that Mormonism is not the right answer, then I say, would say tell them sooner rather than later. And I know that it's a very difficult, daunting, fear-based you know, experience that you're approaching, but sooner the better because then, then, it's, then it's settled and you are able to then not have that worry over you I also would say prayer is great for this prayer, praying to God that he can help you to feel that calm in the storm, to, to know the right words to say, to, to help you put aside the fear and have that faith. That is so important um, when approaching this. Okay, so you're sitting down with mom and dad or mom or dad. Step number one then is to explain why you're leaving. So how, mu- how much detail 
are you getting into here? Maybe share about how you guys did it. And then and maybe even then share like what you wish you would have done differently. I don't know. If you could go back and do something differently, what would you do? Yeah, I would have done it earlier. Um, because when you know that it's not true, then you should just move on. And uh, anyway, but but yeah, when you approach this conversation, it's really hard, right? Because there's a ton of emotion involved in it. We talked about emotion already. Um, emotions are going to be running high and for both, for you and for your family. But But I... What I found important was to call out point blank what you no longer believe in in a in how do I how do I put this in a non abrasive way right um, to just simply state what you do not believe in anymore but then follow that up with what you do believe in and what you're seeking what you're seeking to understand know find out etc. Um, and, and what you're going to, uh, what your family, um, beliefs and values are going to be, because I think, um, you know, a, a family unit is here to support you. They're here to help you. They're here to help you uphold the values that you believe in. And so it can be confusing for a family who is Mormon because, you know, you all share very similar beliefs, values, etc. So when that, um, is, is in question or doubt or whatever that, they're going to be as confused as, as you are in terms of, okay, well, what's next? Like, um, if you're not careful, everybody's going to feel like they're walking on eggshells all the time, mm. um, which, which is what you want to avoid. And, and that's why I say, like, call out what you no longer believe in, right? If, if you leave a bunch of gray area, th- there's, there's always going to be this, like, well, man, if they, if they only heard this conference talk or if there was just this one thing, or right? And it's like, no, 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 I, I no longer believe this, but I do believe in this, this, and this, right? I believe in Jesus. I believe he's my savior. And I believe that he is God. And that if I place my faith in him, I'm saved. Like, right? Like, like, like if you can at least state the basics, and it's not that you don't need to know it all, <laughs> but I think the basics are important because otherwise, yeah, you get caught in the emotion of it. Uh, I think they do as well. And it, it can get kind of dicey. So could we do a little role play? Could we say, like, let's say that you're having this conversation, maybe be a little more specific about, like, actually have the conversation with us so that people can, who are listening can say, okay, I think I, I, think I could say those things. Because probably it was a little different for both of you. Is that true, KD? Like, you, maybe you didn't get into as much detail because your mom had maybe a little bit of a different experience with Mormonism compared to, to Bo's parents. So maybe you can both walk us through a little bit how that conversation actually went. Yeah, um, it it was different between Bo and I um, because Bo's parents are a little different than my mom. And also, I am a very emotional person, so it's difficult for me to, re- to remain level and calm. The prayer beforehand really, really helped me to remain calm with my mom. That didn't mean that I didn't have like a racing heart and a little bit of sweaty palms for sure. Um, I also was, uh, I like to say very infant in my Christian faith Mm -hmm. at that time. So, you know, I had to stick with really simple, um, explanations. So, you know, I told her, Hey, I, I am stepping back. Bo and I are going to step back from the Mormon church. We are no longer going to be going to the Mormon church 
in the meantime, we are trying to find Jesus. We feel that we need to find Jesus and we need to discover him through the Bible. We need to, you know, read the Bible, really, really study, and we are probably going to be going to a non-denominational Christian church. That's all I could tell her at that time. Um, she was very shocked because of who I am. I'm a very stalwart person, and I was as a Mormon went every single Sunday, and it was super surprising for her. And at that moment, she was like, okay. It was a little bit of a surprise. So, um, because I stated what I believed with her, that was enough for her. And I think it was more just the shock. (laughs) And, um, this was over the phone. So I was able to say, okay, bye. (laughs) So that was a little bit easier, I think. Okay. But Katie, that was really helpful. So here's what I, let me summarize this for our listeners. Cause I think probably a lot of our listeners are in the same place right now that you were then. Now you've learned a lot more since then through the podcast, through just our discipleship of you guys. You've just, you've been just feeding on God's word. So it's great. So maybe that conversation would have a little more information now, but I think what you said was great. You said, I'm, we're stepping, like you were clear and straightforward. We're stepping back. We're stepping away from the Mormon church. We really, we want to find Jesus and we're going to do, we're going to find him in the Bible and in a, and probably in another church, like a Christian, biblical Christian church, however you'd want to explain that. So three or four really simple, basic things. She she didn't push back too much on it, I'm assuming? No, um, she did say, well, it kind of sounds like you don't believe in Joseph Smith as a prophet anymore. Mm. And I said, no, I don't. Okay. That was the only pushback I got from her. Bo, how about for you and how... I think your conversation with your parents was a little more, probably a little more detailed. And how did that yeah. go? Yeah, I I think I had to be a bit more direct, um, just given my history, right? And, and um, how uh, how in you know they knew that I really was. So so for for me, uh, oh, and how in they are. I mean, they are very active, believing Mormons, right? So. Um, so I, I wanted to do this without, without challenging their worldview, right. And their beliefs, but I wanted to make it clear, uh, that my beliefs have changed or are different. Right. So, so for me, it was, uh, a conversation that, you know, basically said, Hey, look, we we're stepping away from the Mormon church. Um, we're, we're going to go find, we're going to try to find Jesus, um, and, you know, we're, we, I believe in the Bible as the word of God and I'm going to follow, you know, what, what it teaches. And, and I, I do not believe in, um, Joseph Smith as a prophet. Um, and because of that, just can't continue to, to attend the Mormon church. So that's, that's the basics for how that conversation went. I also let them know, like, look, there's plenty that went into this decision, mm-hmm. um, I'd probably prefer not to get into all those those details. Uh, I'm happy to answer whatever questions you have, um, but uh, you know, because what I was trying to do there, right, is is leave room for their theology and their emotions. Because uh, if I think if you go down that rabbit hole, um, I think that's where some of the uh, 
I don't know, maybe, maybe some of the bitterness can, can creep out. Uh, maybe some of the, the frustrations and, 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 and it, I just don't know that it's going to be that productive, right? When you start to just call out specific after specific, after specific mm. or detail after detail of, you know, um, where the church is wrong or like, Hey, this church history, you know, this piece of church history was covered up or this thing was wrong or da, 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 right. Like it just doesn't, I just don't think that's very productive. So I just left it at, like, I don't believe that Joseph Smith um, was a prophet. I do believe in the Bible. I believe it's the word of God and we're going to try and find Jesus. Um, so we let them know that we would be attending Christian churches. Um, and yeah, so that's the basics of how it went. Now, obviously, you know, they were confused. I think um, the aftermath of that conversation and even kind of during the conversation, it was like, well, you know, is this, is this about polygamy or is this just, uh, you know, is this just because like, you want to live a different lifestyle? Um, and the answer is no, like, uh, not at all. Like, um, now sure. Polygamy is part of the problem, but there are, and what I tried to explain is no, there, there are a number of issues, but I think the main issue is I don't believe it's the truth. And because of that, I'm going to double down on Jesus and do my best to follow him. Mm. And, and then I said this, I said, look, if, if by following Jesus, Jesus leads me back to the Mormon church, great. Um, but, but I'm going to follow Jesus and that's what we're going to go do. So that's, that's ultimately how the conversation went. Um, could it have gone better or different? I'm sure. But, but for us, it, it worked. And, and, and again, I think I've said this before, I have phenomenal parents. Um, so does KDE. And so, yeah, for us, they, they were very understanding. Um, they, they gave us space, but ultimately, you know, wanted to know what we did believe in so that they could support us and our, and our children moving forward. You mentioned Luke 14, 26, and this really is what that's about. It's saying, look, if you, it seems like hate, Jesus isn't saying to hate, but in comparison, it seems like, hate. that's how much you love and are willing to follow Jesus. You both experienced that as well. Like, I don't want to disappoint my parents. I don't want to disappoint them. And, and I don't want to bring heartache into their life. Maybe speak to the emotional side of that. Yeah, that, I, I think that was my number one emotion. That was my biggest fear was letting my parents down in all of this. Uh, because, I, you know, I think deep down I knew that this was not true. Um, and, and so for me it was uh, coming to the point where I had to, to put my faith in Jesus and, and overcome that fear. Uh, but when I did, Brian, like the, the conversation went well. My parents are still my parents. They still love me. I still love them. And so I, but, but yeah, facing that fear is tough because yeah, I want my parents to, to love me, to respect me, to be proud of me. Right. And I think this was, I knew that I was doing something that they would not be proud of. They would not be proud of me leaving the Mormon church. Um, no matter what I said I was going to go do, uh, I don't, I don't think they'd be proud of that. And so, so that was a tough one to overcome for me. Um, probably still is actually, I think, uh, you know, I still find myself, you know, wondering like, man, I hope they understand. I hope they know why I did all this. Like it, this wasn't just for fun, you know? Um, I hope they know that this, uh, was a difficult decision, but it was the right one. And, and look, one day I think they're going to, they're going to know and understand that. But, but I just have to be confident in, I just have to be confident in my faith. 
I think it's so valuable. What you just said there was so good for our listeners because the enemy, Satan, is an enemy. He's the enemy of our souls, and he will use whatever he can use to keep you from following Jesus. That is his only goal. His goal is to keep you from following Jesus. That's why what we've been saying in this series is don't leave the Mormon church just for the fun of it because it's not going to be fun. You should do it if, you've, if you want to find the biblical Jesus. But Satan will use anything he can use to keep you from finding Jesus. And he, mark my words, he uses family. We have listeners out there who are struggling with this issue. And I, and I think it's just important to name it and to identify it and to be honest about it. Bo, what you just did was really good. Because a lot of people maybe, and I think this is the something about the ethos of the Mormon church, is that, that they don't, there's just so much facade in the Mormon church. There's so much pretending in the Mormon church. And I would say that Mormons have to be, people coming out of Mormonism need to be, be aware of it. Like you've got to be authentic. You've got to admit what your struggles are. And so men and women out there who are listening to this, like if that's going to be hard, be like, bring that to God and say, help me with this God. I, I want to do this. I want to do this well, but don't let the grip of family, don't let the my desire to make my dad proud or make my mom proud. Don't let that get in the way of my pursuit of God. That's what Jesus is talking about in Luke 14, 26. I don't want that to get in the way of my pursuit of God. Break that bondage. It, it doesn't mean you have to hate your parents. It doesn't mean you have to be disrespectful or dishonor them, but it does mean that you need to be truthful with them. And Bo and Katie, I'm proud of both of you for doing that. And Bo, you said earlier, I, I want to come back to this because to me, this is really, I think, I think maybe our listeners need to wrestle with this as well. You're not trying to convert your parents. You're telling them what you're doing. And there's such a big difference. You're just trying to be honest with your parents about your pursuit of God. Right now is not the time that you're trying to convince your parents of anything or get into an argument with them. It's interesting, right? Because... My parents know the scriptures really well. I know the scriptures really well. We could have had a good old-fashioned Bible bash, right? <laughs> we could have really just went in deep, and I could have tried to convert them, and I could have gone through all the, the, you know, the, the litany of reasons why, um, and the list is a mile long, uh, and the scriptures are a mile long along with it, right, that, that prove, quote-unquote, um, that what I'm doing is the right thing and what they're doing is the wrong. But at the end of the day, like, um, it's not the time and place for that, right? Like, what, what I'm trying to do is just establish my reason for leaving. Uh, let them know that it is a firm decision, that I love them, that I appreciate the way they raised me, and that, uh, that I'm going to continue to build on that in, in what I do next, which is um, hopefully going to be something even better. And, and that's, that's what I tried to, to convey. A lot of Mormons will have... Um, some preconceived notions um, when you tell them that you're leaving, such as you're going to be angry, that, you, that you're angry with the church, um, or that you're resentful about your upbringing. Um, you felt like you were, and this could be true for sure for many people who were raised Mormon, um, but these are just some of the preconceived notions that Mormons have when people leave, like you just want to go live a different lifestyle or you want to do all this. So when I you know, when I did bring this up with some of my other family members and even friends, I just made sure that the, I led it with, I'm not angry. I'm not. I'm not mad. 
I don't resent my upbringing. I loved it. For me, it was good for the most part. Um, and I just, I just want to find Jesus and continually pointing back to that biblical Jesus. I don't know. It just, that's going to have the power behind it. And that's going to make, hopefully help people to, to really step back and say, okay, wow. Um, those, that's not really why people, why I thought people would leave Mormonism is to go find Jesus. Cause, cause I believe in Jesus. So, so hopefully they come, if they ever do ask you questions later, not the initial conversation, probably not the place for it, but you can kind of see whether someone's coming to you with curiosity and later on, maybe they will, that's maybe never going to happen and that's okay too. But you know, that pointing it back to Jesus, not trying to get into Bible bash, that is just going to be the best way to do it. And hopefully they can see your intentions and can see that some of those preconceived notions aren't really why you're leaving. Um, cause it can be really hurtful when someone says, well, what about your covenants? What about, you know, what, what about eternal families? And, you know, it was hurtful for me for at first because it was like, do you, do you not understand that I fully understand what I am walking away from 100%? Um, and we definitely thought it out and really, really weighed our, what we were going to do, which was become disciples of Christ. Eventually it's what we wanted. We weighed it. We thought about it. And that's what if you go on in um, Luke, Jesus talks about that. He says, weigh it out in your mind. Weigh it out because I'm asking you to follow me and put down whatever it is, you know, whatever it is that you want to hold on to. But I'm asking you to follow me. And so that's really what we did. And, you know, they might not understand that at first, but over time, they will see it and it will be powerful to them. It's interesting the change that happens uh, from the inside out, right? Um, and that, that's, the, that's the promise of the Holy Spirit. That's, that's what's so beautiful about it. Um, so, so, yeah, dealing with the aftermath, so, so you, right, after, after you tell them, you explain it to, to, to your family, I think... When, when you're brought up in the church, you're always told, like, um, people left because they read anti-Mormon literature, or people left the church because they wanted to live a different lifestyle. They wanted to drink coffee or drink alcohol or whatever, right? Or, or oh, they, they got offended and they couldn't get over that, um, what, what their bishop said one day, so they left the church over it. And none of that is even close to the case, Um with us, and, and I think honestly, with a lot of people, uh, and it, but but that's where most people went. So so the the very next line of questioning, right after we explained that, uh, maybe uh, probably the next week or uh, maybe it was the next day, but it, it was basically along the line of like, you know, well, well look, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, it was don't don't you think that like m- men make mistakes? Like Joseph Smith was a man. 
he could make mistakes. Um, you know, what about, uh, you know, the, the, the covenants you made in the temple, like you were saying, Kitty? Well, what about the Book of Mormon? Like, don't you believe that? So, so there was just like all this stuff of, and then it was, well, look, if, if you're just leaving uh, because of polygamy or if it, look, if you're just leaving because you read some stuff online or if you're just leaving because um, you don't want to wear garments anymore or if, if you're just leaving because you want to drink coffee and have a beer every once in a while, it's like, no, <laughs> hmm. that's not why. But that's, that's what you're, you're sort of taught to believe are the reasons why people leave. So, so you just, you default to those. I did it for my whole upbringing. I would see people leave the church and I'd be like, oh, yep, that guy, that guy right there read anti-Mormon literature. I will not fall victim to that, right? Um, and to this day, I still haven't, actually. That's kind of funny. But, uh, but anyway, so, um, yeah, I <laughs> lost my train of thought. But the, the point I'm trying to make is that um, there's always going to be questions that come up you're gonna to have to deal with with some of this stuff but ultimately like um you know it's it's gonna be a, a healthy conversation and, and once it's done that's what's so cool once it's over you just feel like this massive weight is lifted and you can now go on and live your life and um and gosh that that is so freeing like being able to to live the way that you you know that that you can or the, the the way that you've been wanting to live i mean so many people right now feel feel trapped um and it's so freeing when you know when you're finally able to tell your family and when they're able to either support what you're doing next um or not but at least you know so do you engage whether it's your family or people in the ward friends from the ward neighbors when they when they throw those questions at you, those rebuttals, how are you responding to that? Are you engaging in those when they say, well, what about the covenants? What about eternal families? What about the spiritual experiences you've had? Are you debating with them now at that point? Or for you guys personally, like, what would you say to people? Because some of those opportunities might be opportunities just to share your faith with somebody. But I'm sure some of those opportunities aren't just going to go anywhere. So what kind of wisdom do you have for people who are going to be faced with that in the aftermath? Yeah, I probably have a couple of thoughts. And then Katie, you've got a ton too, I'm sure. So, so I think, you know, I've had a bunch of conversations kind of like this, had one the other day that went great. Um, but, I, but I think you can kind of discern where they're coming from with the question, right? But before you answer it. So um, usually uh, my answer is, is something to the effect of, yeah, um, I, you're right. That that does mean that I don't believe in X, Y, Z anymore. You're right. What I do believe in is, you know, is Jesus as our Savior, and I think we have that, you know, somewhat in common. And um, and I'll I'll usually leave it at that. Um, but but every once in a while, there's there's someone that's genuinely seeking to understand. Not not in a way to make themselves feel better about their decision to stay in the church, but they're truly seeking to understand. The, how do I put this? You can tell that they care about you as the individual and not about um, the choice that impacts them and their belief system. I don't know how else to say it. So, um, and those conversations are great because those conversations you can kind of open up a bit and just say, "Hey, yeah, this is kind of what 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 happened. This was um, what I realized." 
when I realized it, I knew I couldn't live it anymore, and I knew that I had to find something else, and that's when I realized that Jesus had been staring me in the face in the Bible this whole time and has been calling to me. So I think that's the, the part that's pretty fun, and those conversations always, always go well. I, I would have some people asking me about um, church history questions, um, saying like, well, what have you read in church history? Tell me about it. I, I can talk with you about it. I've read a lot of church history. And when it, come, when it came for me to Joseph Smith or church history, I would, I would not engage. I would just say, you know what? You know, I've read enough, and I don't want to bring contentious contention between us. And so I don't, I don't want to talk about that. You know, that's not a conversation that I don't, that I wanted to have. But if like Bo was saying, someone came to me with an authentic curiosity and you can tell with their tone and their openness, usually in the question, you know, well, what about this? Then of course I would engage when it came to Jesus and the Bible and my faith. Um, I, I do have an experience I didn't love because I, and I was not, I was not clear enough. I think it's important to be very clear, like Bo was saying, clear about where you stand, clear about Jesus Christ, clear about what you've learned about him and about the biblical Jesus that you have come to know and have relationship with. There was a time I had a someone get really mad at me and it was because I wasn't clear. I was too nice. I said it in a way that I thought would make everybody's feelings be okay. And I thought, oh, this wouldn't offend anybody if I said it like this. Well, it did. (laughs) Somehow I still ended up offending people. And I just thought back to that. And that, that was a really good lesson for me to learn, to be, to be clear because if I had been clear, that would have been such a great opportunity for them to learn and for the spirit to come into their heart. Um, and also just for them to understand, to understand the, the difference of the Mormon Jesus versus the biblical Jesus. Yeah, you know, I think it's helpful for, for Mormon, people coming out of Mormonism to realize that there's a lot of enmeshment in Mormonism. It, whether it's with your family, that's probably the biggest one, but even with your ward. Um, and community's great, and I hope you find, we're going to talk about that next week, but I hope you find good, solid, biblical community. That's a very good thing. But it goes too far when you get enmeshed and you don't know the boundaries. You don't know where you stop and someone else starts. We have a whole series on boundaries. I encourage people to take that at PursueGod.org. So it's helpful, KD, what you're saying, Bo, your story as well. And it's good for people to realize this. Like you have, you have to just recognize your responsibility is to articulate what you know is true now. That's it. You're not trying to convince anyone, and you have to try to keep from having the anxiety of trying to get them to agree with you, because that's probably not going to happen. If you think you're going to get your family to agree with you, then you're setting yourself up for failure because they're probably not right. You're you, neither of your families agreed with you in the end. Now, hopefully, someday down the road, the Holy Spirit will bring them on the journey where they'll see, they'll see the biblical Jesus too. But right now, that's not what we're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was just about to interject. It's not the end yet. Um, but, but yeah, you're right, Brian. It, um, it's not the time. Now, yeah, for, for listeners that 
have made it through. Um, congrats. Uh, you probably were, were hopping in here trying to like uh, hear some tea spilt. We probably didn't spill enough tea for you, but but and and you know what? Maybe you weren't expecting us to to preach as much as we did on on finding Jesus. But I truly, Jesus Jesus is our God and King, and and He's our Savior. So so finding Him is really uh, life's pursuit, and everything else is secondary, including family. So okay, so you, you've had the conversation with your family. You're dealing with the aftermath of. Uh, you know, friends, neighbors getting kind of confused or your parents are wondering what's next or, you know, wondering what you do or don't believe in. And I just think what's next is, uh, you know, in Isaiah 41.10, it says, don't be afraid for I am with you. And I think as we pursue God, he's promised that we'll find him. Hey, listeners, this is Brian Dwyer reminding you to rate this show on your favorite podcast app. That really does help us when you do that. That way more people can discover this podcast and start listening. And also don't forget to share the podcast with a friend.